Welcome to the Truth Hurts Podcast. You've heard of us as the in the past. Mix things up a little bit. Decided to come back to it. Um, there's a lot of reasons why we kind of stepped away from it. There was a lot going on in our personal lives. There, uh, we just kind of lost a little bit of interest. But I think the interest is back. And I'm your co-host, Bryce Leslie. And my co-host, Dominic Brady. Yeah, I'm the other co-host, Dominic Brady. All right, so the, the NBA offseason was really crazy this year, and that's what we'll be going into today. And I mean, the craziest move all offseason just happened like an hour ago. Avery Bradley signs with Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and all joking aside, this has been – one crazy off season, uh, Dominic. If you wanted to give your first uh, thoughts, on I just it. have one word of this off season. Wow, we go from four or five years straight of the Western Conference powerhouse with the Warriors, where no team could beat them, not even LeBron with the Cavs, except that one year when there was injuries. But now the whole NBA is just like an equal playing field. Every team it seems like has a power duo with the Nets with KD and Kyrie, Lakers with LeBron and AD. Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, and just there's a lot of teams with strong power duos. Yeah, it's, it's it's really competitive now, and I mean, as a Lakers fan, um, we are in a definitely a better situation. As an NBA fan, it's going to be a hectic year. Um, going in, there's no clear cut favorite. There's going to be a lot of duos. There's going to be – it's going to – in the regular season, it's going to come down to injuries and depth on a team. Um, but, yeah, we'll start going into each team and how it's looking next season. Uh, first, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. We're going to go in the Atlantic Division. And the division last year was the Raptors in first, the 76ers in second, the Celtics in third, the Nets in fourth, and – and the Knicks uh, fifth. Um, so looking at the Raptors right now, they lost Kawhi Leonard, they lost Danny Green, and they didn't really do much replacement on that part. Um, so here's how their starting lineup looks next year. Kyle Lowry at the point, Norman Powell at shooting guard, OJ and Nunaby at the three, Pascal Siakam and Marcus Gasol, and then you have Ibaka and Van Bleek coming off the bench. Well, obviously they're going to take a – downgrade after losing arguably the best player in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. But I think I think they'll be able I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be decent enough to like not be the worst team in the East. Because they still got Kyle like you said, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Marcus All. Still very strong players. Just I don't know. The East has gotten a lot stronger. So I don't know if they'll be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna I think their focus next year should just be holding on to that championship as much as possible. Um, it's kind of kind of be their tribute going around to each each team and um, and just kind of enjoying every moment because it's not going to be theirs in 2020. That's for sure. Um, the 76ers this year they're looking at Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid, and then a couple names off the bench is Mike Scott and James Ennis. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so of what course, are your thoughts on that, Ross? They lost Jimmy Butler, but they did gain Al Horford. So I don't know. They they lost their depth yeah, at wing, but they gained a very good big man in Al Horford. I still think they're going to be a top three team in the East, even losing Jimmy Butler, because they still got their depth and a really good starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, they they found a way around it. You know, Al Horford, he's getting up there, but, you know, he brings something every day. Um, he brings leadership in the locker room. He, I think he's going to be a good fit. Um, I mean, I think Jimmy Butler was a better fit, but – I mean, like the Raptors, they lost one of their best pieces, but they still found a way to keep not not rebuilding yeah. but retooling around it. So the Celtics, the roster next year will be K 
Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Ennis Cantor, and then a couple names off the bench is Marcus Smart. So and I think, of course, it hurts losing Kyrie and Al Horford, but I think they uh, salvaged by getting Kemba Walker because I would say Kemba Walker is a discount version of Kawhi or of sorry of Kyrie because he, arguably they're like they had equal stats last year, but in my opinion, Kyrie Irving's a more talented basketball player. But Kemba, the, with their egos, Kemba, I think, fits better with Boston because he's not a very selfish, like, has to be the like the main guy kind of personality, I feel like. So I feel like he's strong with those young guys. Yep. I mean, the, yeah, the, the two guys last year, they had pretty much the exact same stats. The only difference is Kyrie played with this roster and Kemba played with nobody. So I think Kemba is going to take a little dip in his numbers, but leadership perspective and a team fit, Kemba is definitely a better fit around this yeah. young team building up. Um, I expect them to still be a top four team in the East, especially how the East kind of lost yeah. a lot still. Um, I, I expect Boston to be good, but not good enough yet. I think they still need more out of guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, I agree. And Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward still getting back. Okay, so mm-hmm. now next we have the Nets. Their roster next year is Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, but he will not be out there. So Wilson Chandler will be starting at the three. Um, you got Torian Prince at the four and DeAndre Jordan at the five. And off the bench, you have Spencer, Dibwid- Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Oof. and Paris Levert. This This team took like a 180. They – they went from like a decent like uh, like all their other guys, but I think the Nets next year. I think they'll make the playoffs, but they don't have enough to like go all the way without Kevin Durant. I, I'm very very interested and excited to see what it's going to be like when Kevin Durant returns, if, especially if he returns to his former self. Yeah, that's a, this team excites me because they have they pretty much kept all their good pieces that they had last year that helped uh, D'Angelo Russell really come out into form last year. And, um, you know, Kyrie, I think, is going to be a way better fit for them. I think they could have a shot to maybe squeeze in a, a first-round home advantage, home court advantage. But I just – I don't see them making distance this year because – I mean, there's a lot of other better teams in the East, but I'm really hoping Kevin Durant gets back into yeah. form to see they're very dangerous as together in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. And DeAndre Jordan's kind of taken a fall back this past year, so I'd like to see him play with a an elite point guard again, as he really broke out with mm-hmm. Chris Paul back in the day. All right, and the last in the division, we have the New York Knicks. I feel like they've been the butt, butt of every joke this offseason. <laughs> Let's see, we got Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, and then you have Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington, and a few other older guys. And mixed with so the I would guys say the that bench. their young core is probably one of the best, if not the best, in the in the NBA because it's like, they're set up to succeed in the future. They will not be able to like make the playoffs with this current team. It's really their their chances of making the playoffs. Yeah. I think heavily relies on RJ Barrett and how he develops in year one. Mm-hmm. I I'm rooting for RJ Barrett. I hope he comes out. And you know, it's hard to play in Madison Square Garden, especially with how the Knicks have ended up recently. Um. You know, I've heard some things that they could potentially look for a Russell Westbrook type trade, but if they do that, I think it'll be horrible for the franchise. I think they need to stick to this path. They signed all these guys on two-year deals, uh, waiting for 2021. You know, I don't think it would hurt them if they just kind of yeah, wait I up think on trading and for Westbrook would be a way. giant mistake because um, I love Russ, but he's kind of toxic when it comes to like franchises. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., he's an exciting point guard. Um, R.J. Barrett, exciting shooting guard. 
Kevin Knox, exciting small forward. So they they have right pieces to see how it kind of grows, you know, like young duos that were drafted together, like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. It took them a few years to finally find themselves. And same thing with CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard. So they have all the right draft prospects in place. Now it's on their part to develop them and see if they yeah. can become something like that. All right, so we got the Central Division. We have the Bucks finished first, the Pacers second, Pistons third, Bulls fourth, Cavs fifth. Um, so the Bucks this year, they have Eric Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez, and then you have George Hill, Ursan Ilyasova, and Robin Lopez so, on the bench. Personally, I think the Bucks are still going to be the strongest team in the East because they have the reigning MVP and Giannis on the and I don't know. They just mm-hmm. they didn't lose that much. I think the only play, key player they lost was Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon. But I, they still have an elite core with the, arguably one of the best players in the NBA, Giannis. And also the Bucks did something very smart. They signed Giannis's brother Thanasis. Not I don't think they signed him because they thought he was going to be a key part of the team. But I think they're doing it to help set it up to make sure Giannis returns in 2021 when he's going to be a free agent. You know, in a, in a small market like Milwaukee, you got to make sure if you get a star player, yep. you got to make sure he's happy for the rest of his career. Um, guys like small market in Utah, they lost Gordon Hayward because they couldn't do that. Um, I'm sure there's a few others I can't think of right now, but the the Bucks are going to be good as always. You know, they have a talented team built around to win 55, 60 games a year in the East. Um, now the only thing is going to be, I mean, they were – two games away from making the the NBA Finals last year. So, without Kawhi there, I think it's going to come down to them and Philly. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch them. I think losing Brogdon does hurt, but I definitely see why they didn't. Mm-hmm. I would not give him that much money. Four years, like, I forget the price, but they yeah. got a first-round pick out of it too, so – um, let's see, we got the Pacers, too. Now we have Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. And then you have two signees that they just have, two guards off the bench, is Jeremy Lamb and TJ McConnell kind of shoring up since Oladipo got hurt. They kind of have good guards mm-hmm. to go to, something like that. So I think the, the Pacers were an amazing team last year, and they lost their star player at the beginning of the year with Oladipo's injury. So I think if Aladipo can yeah. return healthy and stay healthy and play at the level that he was at, they should easily be able to make the playoffs again. Yeah, I, um, I mean they're a solid team. Miles Turner's, he's not going to light up top one of the top centers in the league, but he's serviceable, and, and I think Brogdon's going to be a good piece of Aladipo. Uh, the trade for T.J. Warren was smart, a guy that put up around. 15, 16 points a game for Phoenix last year. I think he's going to be good on the wing, good defender. Um, I think they should be able to compete really well next year. Probably be a, a 45, not 45, I'd say around like a 51 team next year, maybe at least. All right, the Pistons. We have Reggie Jackson, uh, Luke Kennard, Tony Snell, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and then they have Derek Rose and Marquise Morris on the bench. I think that big man duel of uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond is still one of the strongest in the NBA. And I think they'll be able to – I don't think they're going to be like a top three seed, but I think they'll be like six, seven, eight to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and they – I do like their coach. Um kind of drawing Van- a blank on his name right now. I can't believe it, but this is the guy is that went Stan to... Stan Van Gundy, I think. What'd you say? No, it's the guy that coached for the... Oh, Dwayne Casey. It's the guy that coached for the Raptors before. Dwayne Casey, that's him. Um, I mean, I really like Derek Rose signing. I think he really had a great year last year. I think, I think he could be a good piece off the bench to run that second unit in the scoring. Um... I just don't think they have enough to really make the next step. Yeah. All right, so on the Chicago Bulls next year, we have Kobe White, Zach Levine, 
Otto Porter, Lori Markinen, and Wendell Carter Jr. with Thaddeus Young and Chris Dunn off the bench. So, yeah, I think they have a good uh, young core, but we just don't know how they're going to mesh together yet because there's a lot of new pieces that we just got to see how it plays out. I don't think they're a playoff team yet, but I think they'll make some noise, maybe like 20, 25 wins. Yeah, I think I just I just don't see it yet for the Bulls. Um, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of figuring out to do. I really like Wendell Carter. That was a great pick last year. Um, I don't know how Kobe White's going to transform his game into the pros yet, so I'll definitely be tuning into a few of their games to see how it goes, though. Yeah. All right. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron lists for their second year. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, C.D. Osmond, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and then Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. off the bench. So, I don't know. I think ever since LeBron and Kyrie left, the Cavs have kind of just been going downhill. They've been making some strides by drafting Colin Sexton last year and Darius Garland this year. I don't know. I they're going to need a couple more pieces to, like, actually start being competitive again. Yeah, they're going to – they're another team like the Bulls. They, Darius Garland, they took the best player available. Um, we'll see how it works. But um, I think the the Pacers are going to run this division this year pretty handily. Or, no, actually the Bucks, the Bucks and Pacers are going to battle for it. But I think Bucks ultimately will end up with it. Yeah. All right, so we got the Southeast Division. We have the Magic, DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and you have Terrence Rolfe, Bamba, Fultz, and Aminu on the bench. I, I really like the Magic's uh, roster. I think they don't have any, like, superstar, I would say. Like, Vucevic is probably their closest to, like, a superstar. But, like, they have a lot of good, like, people that produce and – I think they have enough on their team to make the playoffs as like a lower seed. Yeah, it's kind of where they they pretty much brought everyone back last year, and they pretty much have the same roster. Um, I don't think they have that player yet that's going to take them um, past maybe a win or two in the playoffs. But you know they they should have enough to make it through, especially in a division with the Hornets, Heat, Wizards, and Hawks. So yeah. Um, all right, so we have the Hornets. They finished second last year. They're definitely not going to finish second this year. Their starting lineup is Terry Rozier, Dwayne Bacon, Nicholas Batum, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller, and then they have Malik Monk and Miles Bridges on the bench. Oh, my. The, this team uh, put it, but, like, they just done, to be honest. They lost their only star and only good player in Kemba Walker. And – Honestly, if I had to make a prediction, I would say they would have the worst record in the NBA next year. Yeah. Um, the, the days as the Charlotte Bobcats, when they were the worst team in the league every year, they're, they're going to be back to it. And I think the ownership needs to look at themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm happy their GM is Mitch Kupchak. I'm happy he's not the Lakers GM anymore. So. <laughs> um, Magic Johnson, I'm Magic uh, Michael Jordan as an owner. Um, he's not been a good job keeping his star happy, and now he's on a different team. So this team's gonna be best way to put it is awful next year. Yeah. All right. So we have Miami Heat. We have Goran Dragic, Dion Waiters, Jimmy Butler, Kelly Olynyk, Bam Adebayo, Justice Winslow, James Johnson. So. When the Heat got Jimmy Butler, I thought they were going to be, like, really good all of a sudden. But then they traded Hassan Whiteside. So now, really, outside of Jimmy Butler, I mean, Dragic's okay. But outside of Butler, they don't really have any key pieces. I, I saw a rumor that the Heat might try to trade for Russell Westbrook, which I think would be very smart for them. So I think they need to add one or two more pieces to be able to, like, be like, good. But I think they'll maybe be able to sneak in as a – a low seed in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Heat, along with the Pistons, are one of two teams that I really want to see them make a run for Russell Westbrook. Um, the Heat, definitely number one, um, just to put another star besides Jimmy, and I feel like those two would actually mesh well together because um, I just think the su- the supporting cast around him right now, good enough to potentially make the playoffs in the East, but not good enough to contend. Yeah. Um, Jimmy's happy. 
but he's getting a paycheck. But if he need, if he wants to win, more's got to happen. All right, then you got the Washington Wizards. You have John Wall, but he's going to be out for the year. So you have Ish Smith at point guard. You have Bradley Beal, Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, and then off the bench you have Isaiah Thomas and C.J. Miles and Jonathan Simmons. So, so, so with the Wizards, I would say that they're in a rut right now with Wall getting hurt last year. I honestly, I think their best course of action and also for Bradley Beal's career himself, I think he should request a trade. And I think they should take advantage of Beal's value right now at its highest because he's arguably, I would say he's the second best shooting guard in the NBA behind James Harden. Uh Uh-huh. By trading his value now before he gets too old, they might be able to get one or two first-round picks and maybe some younger players. And they got they got to start rebuilding because we don't know if Wall's going to be able to return the same. And then you don't just want to waste Beal's years while Wall's trying to recover. Yeah. Um, they're in a tough spot right now. They currently don't have a GM um, and a poor management in the past. They're going to struggle this year. Um, you know, they they found Thomas Bryant last year who did considerably well for him. Um, I think Hachimura was a good pick for him for them. Um, with Cam Reddish on the board, though, it's a little questionable. I can see why they did it because they want Troy Brown to blossom more, but it's gonna take take a while to get them back on top. I think they should just drop everything and rebuild. Yeah, I agree. Um, next we have the Atlanta Hawks. They actually really excite me. Um, they got a, pretty much everyone young. Their starting lineup could potentially be next year. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and then they just signed Jabari Parker today, so he'll be on the bench along with Evan Turner and Alan Crabb. I would say the Hawks, like I've said this about other teams, but I would say they also have arguably the best young core along with the Knicks and also, I would also say the Pelicans. Like their youth is just ready like to compete, I feel like. I think Trey Young's going to have an explosive sophomore year. He was arguably rookie of the year last year with Luka Doncic, but uh, I don't know. I feel like Trey Young's about to go off, and I think this Hawks team's going to surprise a lot of people. Yep, I agree. Um, I think they could – I think they're going to be better than teams like the Wizards and the Hornets in their division this year. So I think they'll, they're going to progressively get better each year um, with the hopes that these guys start to blossom a little more. All right, now we're going to the Western Conference. We have the Nuggets in the Northwest Division at first last year, the Trailblazers second, the Jazz third, the Thunder fourth, and the Timberwolves five. Um, you know, this this whole division, there's a lot of good pieces on each team, but there's not a complete star on each. Uh, let's start with the Nuggets first. They have Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Nikolaj Jokic. And on the, they just traded a 2021st um, protections on it to be determined. And they have, they got Jeremy Grant from the Thunder in that deal. And then they also have Michael Porter Jr. kind of in the same case as Ben Simmons a couple of years ago. He's going to be on the team this year. Before this free agency, I would say the Nugget, or after Kevin Durant got hurt, I would say the Nuggets were arguably the favorite to win the West. But now that the Lakers got uh, AD and Kawhi is on the Clippers, I I can't really say that anymore. I still think the Nuggets are going to be a top five seed, maybe even top three in the West, because they just have so – their team is just complete, like, at every position. They don't have really any weaknesses in their starting lineup. And then Nikolaj Jokic is arguably the best center in the NBA, so I think they're going to still be a powerhouse in the West. Yeah, I think they're going to – they're going to be good. They have a good overall team. Um, excited to see them next year. Um, you got the Portland Trailblazers. You have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Kent Bazemore. And, you know, Anthony Tolliver's going to start at the four because Nurkic's still hurt. They could put Whiteside and Nurkic out there together, but it'll be Tolliver and Whiteside to begin with. And then they have a great six man in Rodney Hood and then Zach Collins. So. The Trailblazers are my are the most exciting team to watch for me. I just love the combo of Damian Lillard and TJ McCollum. But uh, 
I think they're gonna be they're gonna be even better than last year. I feel like because they got Whiteside to like improve their starting lineup, and they didn't lose much in the trade. I feel like, and they also mm-hmm. drafted. I think arguably the biggest steal in the draft in last year, little at like twenty nine or whatever pick they had, and. I just, I don't know. I think they're going to be the fifth or sixth seed, I feel like. And I think they might make it to the second round, but I don't think they're strong enough to go all the way. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Lillard and McCollum play so well together. And now they have one of the best rebounders in the game in Whiteside. Um, Nurkic played really well with them too. So when they get him back healthy, you know, they, they could be good enough to, make some noise in the West next year. So um, this next team, they made a lot of low-key signings and trades to really make their team better. Um, I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the West next year, definitely during the regular season. And it all is going to come down to their Spider-Man if they're really going to be able to make that push. So the Utah Jazz starting lineup next year is Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, um, Bojan Bogdanovic and Rudy Gobert, and then they signed Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier for their bench. Yeah, that team's scary. I think a lot of it's going to depend on if uh, Mike Conley is still the same player because he is getting older. If he gets to play at an all-star level, I think they'll be very successful. Yet, yet, like you said, I don't think they're strong enough to take the West, but I think they'll be able to make some. Yeah. Um, I think Mitchell's getting better every year. Um, he proved to be a steal at pick number 13 for Utah. I think the Conley trade was at the right time for both his own career and for the Utah Jazz. I think he's a lot better than Ricky Rubio for that team. Um, Angles is improving every year. Bogdanovich is a great pickup to replace Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year last two years. So they're going to be good. All right, and then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder, which have pretty much torn down their whole franchise. Um, they're going to rebuild, but they still have a star there for now. As you know, as we're recording this, it could be changed. But um, let's see. We have Russell Westbrook, Shy Gilgis Alexander, Andre Roberson, Danilo Gall- Gallinari, Stephen Adams, and then Dennis Schroeder and Nerlens Noel on the bench. So yeah, the Thunder lost a lot. I would say for their talent, obviously when they lost Paul George, who finished third in MVP voting last year. But I like I like the trade for them because I just don't think Russ and Paul George were enough to do anything to go all the way. So I think it was the right call by trading them and trying to rebuild and restart because they got they got like five draft picks or something like out of the trade. It's insane. Yeah, the, they got five first, two pick swaps, and they get the better of those two, and then they got. Gallinari and Gilgis Alexander, who was a lottery pick last year. Yeah, that's insane. And that they got a bigger haul for Paul George than the Lake or than the Pelicans did for Anthony Davis, which is just mind boggling to me. Which I think they did get more. The biggest reason was because they the Thunder knew we're just not trading Paul George. We're pretty much trading Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to this team, even though we didn't have them. So we could really get a steal for this. Um. Next, we have the Minnesota Timber. What'd you say? Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, I think the Thunder. They. I doubt they'll make the playoffs in the West if they keep Russ. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were a thirty-five, forty-win team with just Russ. Because I feel like he's about to go off and average a triple-double again, just being the only good player there. Yeah, it's pretty. The ball's gonna be in his hands like every possession. So, yeah. um, I've been a the 2K legend, um, he's he's decent. Steven Adams is a decent. Gilgis Alexander, Gilgis Alexander, Alexander is exciting, um, but I think they should trade Russ at this point. Um, it's crazy to think they had Harden, KD, and Russ all on the same one roster. Um, so Minnesota Timberwolves, you have Jeff Teague, rookie Jared Culver. Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington, Carl Anthony Towns, and then they signed Jordan Bell and got Josh Akogi last year in the draft. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't think this team has enough enough talent to compete in the West with how strong it is. Like Carl Anthony Towns, again, he's he's arguably one of the best centers in the NBA. But outside of him, like they don't really 
Andrew Wiggins is not living up to the second pick that he was. He he has a max ex, he got a max extension. He's just not producing with the money he's making. And then they lost Jimmy Butler. They're just not as strong as they could have been. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, the first pick in whatever draft. Doesn't matter. He was the first pick in a draft. Really fell off. And you know, his first couple of years are better than what he's put up recently, and that's scary to see this downgrade. Um, Anthony Towns is a, is a great center, definitely top three to five. Um, you know, Tom Thibodeau is a good coach, but they just don't have the pieces anymore. They uh, trade Jimmy Butler, and they got Sarek and Covington, and I think a first or – yeah, a first, but – Getting a first from Philly is like getting a high second at the end of the day, and um, I don't think that was enough for Jimmy. And you know they're they're just questionable. You know, going into last year, I thought they were going to be a playoff team, could be top four. So they're definitely not up to the expectations as I thought they would. Yeah. All right, then you got Pacific Division, which really could look different than last year. You have the Warriors first, Clippers second, Kings third, Lakers fourth, Suns fifth. So we're going to start with the Warriors. We're going to do Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, but he's hurt, of course. So they're going to have Glenn Robinson, the third at the three, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and then Sean Livingston and Willie Cauley-Stein on the bench. Oof. This team, I feel like this team is like when they get knocked down, they just get right back up. They lose the best, arguably the best player in the world in Kevin Durant. They go and sign and trade and get D'Angelo Russell, who was an all-star last year. So, yes, I think they're going to be hurt and at least until February when Clay comes back. I think this is still going to be a playoff team. Obviously, they're not going to be the powerhouse that they were with Durant winning every game and going to the finals. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know how strong they'll be able to be, but I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, um, I think they could make the playoffs. I think could. I think they are going to make the playoffs. Um, just because Steph, I don't, you don't want to mess with Steph. Um, he's going to turn it on a lot of games. I just don't think they're going to have the fuel to get a really like a high seed as they usually are the best seed in the West last year. They made the finals. Um, the injury bug hit them and now they don't have KD or their best defender Equidala last year or best wing defender Equidala. So. Um, it's going to look a lot different next year. They're definitely going to be relying on the Splash Brothers when Clay gets back and Russell to see him grow. Um, but I think too many teams got better in the West to see them stay where they are. Yeah. All right, and then next we have the Los Angeles Clippers. They have Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamit. Um, I don't even care if I pronounce that right. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Iveka Zubac, Lou Williams, and then Maurice Harkless and Montrez Harrell on the bench. This team is scary, is one word to say. They have they have arguably the best defensive trio in Beverly, Leonard, and George. And they have arguably the best player in the NBA in Leonard. And then they have the player that got third in MVP voting last year in George. I, I as a Lakers fan, I hate to say it, but I'm really scared that they might win the West during the regular season. Yeah, um, I I definitely think they should. I think they should be favorites to win the the West in the in the regular season next year. Um, and the playoffs is a whole different story, though. Um, uh, Kawhi and Paul George together, they're going to be exciting to see. And uh, two wing defenders is going to be a a lot of people that, you know, can't keep up with them on both ends. And you have Lou Will coming off the bench, and you now he's the best six man until proven he's not. Um, you know, they're going to be a good team. They have a good coach in Doc Rivers. Of course, they have Jerry West, the logo, as their, as their president of basketball operations. So um, another full 180 for him. Then Gallinari and Tobias Harris were their – key pieces last year and they were a 48 win team so um i think they should be going into this season confident and barring injury the top seed in the regular season yeah all right the sacramento kings you have d 
De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, Dwayne Dedman, and then Trevor Ariza, sixth man, and Corey Joseph, seventh. So this team has a lot of good pieces with Fox and like others. I just they still don't have that one guy like to get them over the top to make the playoffs. Yeah, they they have an exciting young core. Bagley was their second pick, and they could have gotten a lot of better players with that second pick, though. Um, De'Aaron Fox is a really quick point guard. Um, he's shown signs signs of improvement each year, but not enough substantial to show that he can take a take a team to the playoffs. Um, I hate. I like Harrison Barnes on this team. I just hate what they gave him because I don't think they would have had any competition to get him back. Yeah. Um, Trevor Reza, I think, is a sneaky sign for them. Um, ever since, I think Houston's regretting ever letting him go because I think defensively he was not respected as much in Houston. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think they'll be okay. Um, they'll be lucky if they get above 40 wins especially with this retool in the West this year. but And especially with this this team up next, I don't see them making a top three team in the Pacific. Um, so the Lakers next year, you have point guard. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, for right now, we'll say Rondo. And we'll have Danny Green at the two, LeBron, AD, DeMarcus Cousins, Kuzma Sixman, KCP, McGee, and then they just signed Avery Bradley, which I think is a great piece for him. They got Jared Dudley. They have Alex Caruso and Quinn Cook here also. Cook brings more offensively. Caruso brings more defensively. A um, little biased talk right now because I didn't go into all these pieces on other teams, but I'm so excited about this team. I know. Uh, I, re- I really think we have a championship caliber roster with uh, obviously with our two superstars and LeBron and AD and then just all the other pieces. Um, I really think this team's going to really rely on if how LeBron uh, plays in his age 34 season because he he didn't really show signs of slowing down last year but he did have that major injury which kept him out like 33 games. So if he can return to the former king of basketball like he's been then I think we easily could make a top three seed and maybe even go all the way. Yeah, I love it. LeBron doesn't make the playoffs for one year, and the whole league is forgetting about playoff LeBron. People want to post things on Twitter about LeBron not playing defense. People want to post things saying LeBron's injuries, he's injury prone, how a 35-year-old LeBron is done. They forgot playoff LeBron and he has that Iron Man intensity coming in this next year. He's going to come out and prove the whole world wrong. He has the best player he's ever played with, Anthony Davis, 26 years old. Um, Anthony Davis in the playoffs for the Pelicans, 30 points, 12 rebounds. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, he has something to prove. Rondo had a not that best year last year. He has something to prove. Kuzma, people are saying how – he might not be as good as people think. He has something to prove. You know, Danny Green, people say he can't do it without Kawhi. He has something to prove. I just think all this team's going to mesh so well that they're really going to come out and they're going to they're gonna prove everyone wrong. I just I think that. I mean, Lakers fan or not, um, people want to find ways to hate about these Lakers, this Lakers team, but I don't see a team top to bottom being able to stop them. Barring injury. I'll end with that. Barring injury. Yeah, I would say the only uh, possible team that could stop them is the Clippers, but I really think our think our depth, even if you take out the two stars from both teams, our depth is a lot better, I feel like. And they're still in the mix for getting someone like Iguodala, and Iguodala takes out one of Kawhi and Paul George, and people are saying, who can guard Paul George and Kawhi? Well, who can guard LeBron and AD? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George are great wing defenders. LeBron doesn't play on the wing. He's a ball handler, plus someone who goes who works it down low the whole time. AD, you're going to put Montrez hair on him? I just saw a video of LaMelo Ball giving him a bucket. So, I'm excited about it. Um, I want the season to start, but we still have six teams to talk about. So, the Phoenix Suns, 
We have Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Dario Sark, DeAndre Ayton, and then Aaron Baines and Tyler Johnson on the bench. Uh, yeah, this this is another team that's probably going to be at the bottom of the West again. Uh, I, I love Devin Booker. He's very exciting, especially like when he scored those 70 points a couple years ago. Uh, I just don't think they have the star power. Like, I like their youth with Devin Booker, with Aiton, and all the other guys. I just, they still don't have, like, that one star to carry them to the playoffs. Yeah. The Suns, they're just in arguably the hardest division in basketball. Um, Aiton, I don't think, was the best pick they could have did with that. Um, Not even saying... They did need a center, but not even saying, like, getting Luka, he could play at the three, getting Trey Young, we could have had a backcourt building that up. Um, yeah. I didn't like the pick at the time. Um, even when he was the first pick last year, not a lot of people had him as rookie of the year and things like that. Um, you know, he could take a step next year, but he needs to put more weight on him. He needs to put more strength playing down low with a bunch of centers like Joe Kick and – Towns in the West and Embiid, and I could go on and on about people towering over him and AD. And yeah, Phoenix doesn't look in a good shape. Um, so we have the Southwest Division. Last year was the Rockets, Spurs, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Mavericks. On Shams just reported before we go into it that Atlanta's trading center slash forward Mari Spellman to the Warriors. So Maybe that's a young big man they're going to try to groom, but it doesn't change much. Um, so Houston, Chris Paul, James Harden, Gerald Green, P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella, and then Eric Gordon and Austin Rivers on the bench. Uh, like, I mean, it's not going to change over the last three years. It's been the same. It's pretty much the same lineup. I They're going to do good. James Harden's going to go off, get like 10, 20, 40-point games, but I just – until they like change something, they're gonna stay a top three seed in the NBA or in the West, but they don't they won't go over the top. Yeah, like regular season wise, it wouldn't shock me if they were top two seed in the end of regular season. But I just I don't think they have enough to get over the hump, you know. They they really competed well with the Warriors the last two years. Um you know, Chris Paul got hurt two years ago. Um, they competed well again this year, but they, they just can't get it done. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going wrong in that locker room that I think kind of leaked out and now they're kind of shut it down. But I think there's a reason why it leaked out. Yeah. All right. So you have Sam Antonio Spurs. You got Giante Murray coming off injury, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Marcus Morris, LaMarcus Aldridge, and then. They have Bellinelli and Derek White, and then Demar Carroll. They got two. See, when Greg Popovich is coaching these Spurs, you can just never count them out. They, I don't think DeRozan's the star that he used to be, but I just think with Popovich's coaching, they'll be able to work as a team and they'll be able to make the playoffs as a lower seed. I yeah, I what you pretty much said it all for me. Popovich, best coach in the NBA right now, um, and he is until. He's gone, in my opinion. You know, he he brings it. He has things that teams can't stop. He just doesn't have the players that could really bring it out more. You know, yeah. he Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, Manu Ginobili. Those players are all gone now. Um, you know, I I think he could really coach up a team to get them forty five to forty eight wins next year. But yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the Spurs. So, Memphis Grizzlies: John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas, and then they traded for the who was the third pick a few years ago, Josh Jackson, and they got Jay Crowder. I just I'm so excited to see how John Morant plays with Jaron Jackson Jr. I feel like they're going to be a formidable duo for years to come. Yeah, um, John Morant. You know, he's excited me since since college last year. Murray State, he carried eleven seed Murray State to one to one win in the 
in the playoffs, which is well, not in the March Madness. So it's crazy. Um, Jonas Valanciunas really brought his game back with Memphis. You know, he scored average 20 points, 10, 10 assists last year for them. Um, that could be a good piece with Jaron down low. In the West, though, they're not going to get it done. Um, John Morant could grow into something really special, but I think they should honestly try to not do too good so they can keep getting more young guys. Yeah. Um, New Orleans Pelicans now. We have uh, – we got an interesting roster. Um, I'm thinking – I feel like I'm looking at last year's Lakers. Um <laughs> You got Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Derek Favors, and then JJ Reddick, sixth man, Josh Hart, seventh. Uh, this team, I mean, it hurts as a Lakers fan seeing all these guys together, but I just think that they're going to be. I think it all depends on Zion, to be honest. Because for me, Zion's very injury prone. Like, he just sprained his left knee and, or bruised his left knee in the summer league. And I just, he's just too, like, big for his play style so like I feel like if if he could stay healthy and play like how he's predicted to play I think this team easily makes the playoffs especially with uh having this young core and then having like a veteran like JJ Reddick come off the bench yeah um I remember for years I was when we picked Lonzo Ball I was I remember Magic telling him you're gonna be up in them rafters one day and (laughs) you're gonna be one of the best defensive point guards in the league and when we put when we picked Brandon Ingram, it was going to be the next KD once he develops a shot. Um, Josh Hart, you know, he was always sneaky good. Um, I wish them three well moving forward. Um, there's no hate. It's a business at the end of the day, and they just didn't fit well with LeBron and weren't getting the job done. Um, I think it does all come down to Zion. If they didn't take him one, they would be looked as stupid, but I don't know if he's going to be a – what he's being hyped up to be. Um, J.J. Reddick, sneaky signing. Drew Holiday still has it. Derek Favors, sneaky signing. Um, They could potentially fight for one of the lower seeds in the West. Yeah. Um, But people say that every year about these three encores. I like how when they're on the Lakers, they weren't good. But now when we trade them, they're talking about how the Lakers gave up everything. (laughs) All right, and then last but not least, we have the Dallas Mavericks. They got DeLon Wright, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kristaps Porzingis, Dwight Powell, and then Seth Curry and Courtney Lee on the bench. This team excites me. This is kind of like the European team with uh, Luka and KP. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think it, yeah, it depends on if KP can return back to how he was because he did tear his ACL, so – if he can ter- return back to what he was, I think this is a low seed playoff team potentially. But if he, I, if he doesn't return, then they don't have enough to make it. I feel like. All right, so we've gone through every team now, and let's kind of give like a little East West ranking right now. So I did these a little bit earlier. You can kind of twist and pull on what you want to do with with yours. So. The Eastern Conference, I have the Bucks one, the Sixers, two, the Pacers, three, the Celtics, four, the Nets, five, the Heat, six, the Pistons, seven, the Raptors, eight, and then I have the Magic and Hawks missing out on the playoffs by a little bit. Right, so I don't have a prepared list, but I'll just give you my top eight. So I have the Bucks first, I would say the 76ers second, I'd say the Celtics third, Pacers fourth. Nets fifth, Magic sixth, Pistons seventh, and then I think a sneaky team like maybe the Hawks or the Heat are going to sneak in at the eighth seed. Okay, yeah, I definitely respect that list. Um, let's see the Western Conference. Um, you know I'm kind of going a little biased here going in. I'm going to say the Lakers steal the show. They get the one seed. Uh, Clippers two, Denver three. Portland four, Houston five, Utah six, Golden State seven, San Antonio eight. Oh yeah, I like that. I'm gonna go. I'm going Clippers one, um, Denver two. Uh, I would say 
Rockets three, Lakers four. I'm not putting the Lakers as high because I feel like they're going to rest LeBron a lot during the season, causing them to mm-hmm. lose a couple games. Mm-hmm. Saving them for playoffs. So, Lakers four. And then I would say Utah five. And then... Uh, Clip. No, I said Clippers. Uh, I would say Mavericks six. I think the Spurs seven, and then I think the Pelicans are gonna sneak in at eight. So you don't have the Warriors making the playoffs this year. I did not say the Warriors. Oof. No. Uh, I'll I'll put them in as a, I don't know. It's I'll, I'll have them in as the seventh seed. I don't know. It's just I I don't know. I think they're gonna be a low seed. Yeah, so my my predicted Eastern Conference Finals is the Bucks over the 76ers and the Lakers over the Clippers. Ooh, I would say the Western Conference, I would say the Lakers over the tri- no, over the Nuggets cuz I think the Clippers are going to lose in the second round. And then the Eastern Conference, I'm going to have the Bucks over the Celtics. All right. And so mine is Lakers Bucks and yours is Lakers Bucks, right? Yeah. All right, so I have Lakers over Bucks in five games. Gentlemen, sweet. Uh, I don't. I think I hate. I hate it that I'm a Lakers fan, and I'm gonna say this, but I think Giannis is gonna go off next year, and I have the Bucks in six. You got the Bucks one at all? I don't hate it. Yeah. I can see it. I just. You know, I always go hard over anything. I take Julio Jones every year in fantasy football. I, um, when Notre Dame was good at basketball, I would always have them going far. Um, yeah. Hasn't worked out yet, but I'm hoping the Lakers do it this year. Yeah. I mean, my heart obviously wants the Lakers to win, but I just think Giannis is going to be disgustingly good next year. And this is post-free agency. Once preseason rounds out, we're going to definitely look more into this and kind of making actual predictions. Like, this is kind of just penciling it in right now. Yeah. All right, so this is the end of our post-free agency team roundup in the in the NBA. Um, things to look forward to next. Um, the website is in the works. We're going to get it up soon, and we're also going to – we're also going to write articles – along with doing podcasts as much as we can. Um, We're definitely going to look more into the NFL season coming up. Probably do positional rankings for fantasy football. Um, Yeah, definitely. More in the NBA. We'll probably – I don't know. We'll talk about some things to do. Um, We just kind of wanted to put one out there before um, we get everything else running again since we haven't done one in so long. Yeah. We'll probably do predictions for you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year. Um, we'll probably do a, an NFL prediction time where we go team by team again like we did this one. Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. So you know, yeah. thank you for listening. This is the Truth Hurts podcast. I'm Bryce Leslie. I'm Dominic Brady. Have a good day. Yep. Thanks, guys.